Hey, and welcome to For the Podcast. This is episode 24. I'm Michael, as always, here with my good friend and co-host, Jason. Hey, Jason. Hey. How's it going? Yeah, good. WWDC today. Yeah. So this is our WWDC-centric episode. It's kind of like a, a holiday for like Mac fans like us, right? Yeah. So this is what the, the Apple Worldwide Developer Conference that happens every year in June. And it's it's one of their bigger... I don't know if it's their bigger like hardware conference, but it's it's definitely right, for a big, software. Big software conference. It used to be both, right? This is where they used to, they used to like announce the new iPhone and new iOS stuff, and then like maybe with the 4S, I think they kind of got off that schedule. Uh, which one do you like more, like WWDC, or do you like uh, like the September iPhone event? Uh, I think I like WWDC more because I don't know as much about the features of the like the operating system. As much as, you know, I feel like by the time September rolls around, we already know what the next iPhone is going to be. So Yeah, that's true. Like, there's so many leaks these days that, like, they pretty much have the shelves ahead. So, like, you you know everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we pretty much already, I think, know about the 6S. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. So, did you watch this whole keynote? I may or may not have watched it at work. (laughs) Um, Depends on... uh... Who's asking? All right. All right. Yeah. What did you think? <laughs> it was so long. It was long. Um, and, and they must have had a lot of stuff to go through because they didn't even, you know, typically they go through like the sales numbers and they have like the store retail update and stuff like that. Yeah. And they skipped that entirely, right? Uh, and it was still over two hours. Yeah. They said everything's great. It was, I don't know. I think it was too long. And they, they supposedly cut out like hardware, right? At the yeah, last Apple TV, minute. right? So, I mean, how long? Or do you think they... They probably would have cut out some other segments, I'm sure. If they had the hardware? Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. Like, what What did you think? What Did you like it? I mean, did you were you uh, interested in any of the things they announced? Yeah. Overall, I think this is, this is kind of like what we talked about maybe last year. Like, what we wanted Apple to do is kind of slow down the releases. Like, maybe stop, you know, working on releasing these kind of big name features and maybe work on stability and performance. Right. And I feel like that's what we got. We got a little bit of, you know, they, they added some new features, but it's also a little bit of, you know, working behind the scenes, like stuff that we won't really like see as a feature, but you know, our phones will be more stable. I know you've had problems with your phone since you've updated, right? To the latest iOS. Yeah. I'm on 8.3 on my phone and I, I'm actually running the beta 8.4 on my iPad. Uh huh. But I would say like, I don't know, the past month or so, I've probably had one or two crashes, like springboard crashes, where it gives you like the black uh, or the white the white iPhone icon or the Apple icon. Yeah, actually, after you said that, uh, Jess said she noticed the same thing. And then after Jess said that, then I also noticed the same thing. Yeah, so I remember like back in Iowa, seven days, there would be a ton of those. Uh, and then it got better. And then I don't remember if it came back in Iowa 8, but... um. I, I haven't noticed that much, uh, having that problem that often until maybe about a month ago. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely related to 8.3 for sure. I don't know what happened. Yeah. That was supposed to be like a good one though. Like that was supposed to be where like, um, like they got a, a bunch of bugs fixed. So I'm not sure what was going on there. <laughs> Clearly not the important one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Let's kind of go through this systematically and decently quickly. Okay, sounds good. So, um, there's a Verge article that will reference uh, the 10 most important announcements from WWDC. Yep. Um, so, let's kind of go through that. And the first thing that they announced um, was the new OS X, which is called El Capitan. Yeah, I like it. 
You like it? El Capitan Crunch. <laughs> I like it. You don't I like thought, it? I thought of you when I heard El yeah, something. El. Yeah. yeah. Plus uh, Derek Jeter, El Capitan. Yep. I like it. Yep. All right. And El Capitan Crunch is my favorite cereal. You don't like the Crunch Berries? Uh, those are good too. I mean, all, all versions of El Capitan I like. Peanut El butter? El Capitan Crunch. Yeah. Okay. So you, you remember they released a version that was just berries? Oh like, yeah, I did. Like, Oops, yeah, yeah. All right, 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 right. I don't know if I've ever like eaten they somehow it, had a mis- like made a mistake yeah. at the factory. R- right, right, right. Printed, right. Is, printed was that good or boxes. was it not good? Well, it depends on if you like the crunch berries or not. No, I think I would not like that one. You like the yellow, like regular yellow Captain yeah, Crunch? Yeah, I do. See, like I would always eat that first and then leave behind the berries so I could eat the berries. Oh. That's uh, so do you do that too? You you eat the thing that you don't want to eat first and then you save the thing that you do like afterwards like yeah. for the, for last yeah i've been doing that my entire life and like literally my entire life i've thought that i should switch my my strategy because like what if you eat all the stuff that you don't want and then like you're full right and then yeah. it's not and, and then you save the stuff that you do like like shouldn't you eat the stuff that you like first i guess so but then like when you're not hungry then you have the stuff that you don't even like like, I feel like when you're hungry, you can eat the stuff that you don't like and it's tolerable. Yeah, but you can stop eating that because, like, you're not hungry anymore. I guess. I don't know. No, I, I yeah, I eat the stuff that I don't like first. There's just no other way to do it. I mean, this is this is kind of sad, but this is, like, literally a um, a dilemma that I've had my entire life. <laughs> like, I was a kid and I'm like, I'm going to save, like, what I like the most. And I'm like, I should probably switch that up. And then, like, I'm always like, ah, you know, maybe next time, maybe next time. And I've been putting this off my entire life. Okay, so 30-something years yeah. in. Yep. And still doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah but too. every single time I do it, I'm always like, oh, I should really switch this up. <laughs> it's kind of sad. No, I'm with you. I, I don't know. I think other people probably do the same thing. Yeah. Like, you oh. save the best for last, right? It's the saying. No, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's, it's refreshing. It's comforting to know that you do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like or the only we're one. Both, but like, uh, yeah. we're both the aberrations in society. Yeah. Okay, right. so back to El Capitan. Yeah. Is it El Capitan or El Capitan? El Cap... I, don't I know. feel like in the keynote he said El Capitan a lot. And yeah. That seems kind of weird to me. Why? I thought it was El Capitan. I don't know, actually. All right, anyways. Yo smite? <laughs> okay, so uh, what, what did they announce? They announced uh, Safari pins. Okay, so yeah, I mean, Safari is kind of catching up to Chrome, I feel like. Yeah. They let it, like, so if there's a random tab playing audio, you can find it and cut it off. That actually happened to a Karen yesterday. Oh, really? So she, well, well, not in Safari though. She uses Chrome. But like, uh-huh. what's kind of crappy is that like, she has so many tabs open. She's one of those guys. She has like 30 tabs open, right? Yeah, so like, yeah. the tabs are literally like two centimeters big. Yeah, you can't see anything. Yeah. yeah. So you, you can still see the, uh, the microphone, microphone icon. They thought of that. So like, it's, it's literally on the right most of the tab and it's like it. That's all you'll see. Yeah, that's all you see. You don't right. even know what page it is. You just see like right, the audio. Right, right. But she was like, look, she had a couple of like tabs open that had videos, and she's like, wait, how come it's not? It's not even playing. And I'm like, because it's not that tab, right? You need to look. And um, so I mean, that that is very handy. Uh huh. Uh, more handy for her. Like I, I literally only have maybe like three or four tabs open. Yeah, you're like a clean tab guy. I remember. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I think that since you and I both switched to Safari, like it's good news that they have like these pin tab things. That's pretty cool. Um, yep. And like the the audio tab thing, mm-hmm. that's nice. Yeah, it's a nice like you know something that I feel like it should have, and now it does have. 
Yep. Um, and they updated Spotlight. I feel like it does like natural Siri type searches without talking to it. Yeah. So I thought that was, I mean, that's good, right? Like, uh, they improved Siri a lot last year mm-hmm. with, um, Yosemite. Yeah. And then, um, I guess we're taking it to the next level here. Um, so you can kind of do similar things to like what you can do in Google Photos and not, not quite to that level, but, um, I think that's, that's a step in the right direction as well. It's good. So it seems like you can tag people's faces, right? I don't know if it's done automatically or how, how it does it, but once that person's face is tagged, like you can find someone's right photos, photos. of Michael or something like that. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I don't think it's automatic, but, um, I mean, I know photos does like face recognition, kind of like how um, Aperture used to do. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine you would have to go in and, and identify the person. The first, first, yeah, yeah, right. Um, one thing that I kind of, I kind of thought about though is that like um, there have been rumors of Siri coming to OS ten for a long time now, and it's never happened. And I, I never, I mean, I always thought it would be kind of useful if you can kind of say like remind me of this or set an alarm, I don't know, right, something like that, or look this up and it'll look it up for you without having you you have to like launch. Safari and then go to Wikipedia and things like that, right? Right. And so they they showed off these like complex uh, spotlight searches, mm-hmm. and I feel like those would be better if you just like were able to talk like talk them out. Yeah, because it's like weird typing that search query naturally. Like show me photos of or you yeah, can just you yeah. can just issue that command via voice, right? Right. Yeah. So no, I agree. yeah, I thought that was a little weird. Um, I thought that le- that meant that they were going to announce Siri, but I guess not. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more natural using your voice. Especially if you could do like a, um, I mean, one of the things is like they have Hey Siri, right? Kind of like how um, Google has OK Google. Right. Um, but the the Moto X and, and certain, you know, Nexus devices, you can just say OK Google whenever, right? Mm-hmm. And so far for Hey Siri, you need to have your device plugged in. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you have an iMac, that's always plugged in. Like, why couldn't it just be listening for for Hey Siri all the time, right? Then it would be kind of useful because like you could just yell, kind of like you do with the uh, the Connect. You can kind of say like, um, you know, Hey Siri, go play this music, and it'll just play it for you. I don't need to go unlock my computer, go play the music, and something like that. It's because something else is going to be listening all the time, Jason. Maybe, or maybe it's because they, I mean, they think it's creepy to be always listening. Maybe, but, but I, I think know. I feel like that's something that the Apple TV will do. Yeah, no, maybe. That's a good that, point. They, that they weren't able to announce. Yeah. Um, what else did they do for OS ten? Oh, like Windows improved Windows management. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's. I think that's nice. Yeah, it's a nice feature, I mean, but yeah, it's, it reminds me of like the the Windows seven stuff, right? Right. So that's and fun. they brought Metal, which I don't really understand, but I guess it just somehow like decreases the overhead, right? Like it, it's it's a more direct way for an yeah. app to talk to like the, the processor and stuff like that. Right, right, right. right. Um, I mean, they mentioned something about like Adobe After Effects, and there was like an eight times performance increase um, by using Metal. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I don't use After Effects, but like I, I do use Lightroom a little bit. And Adobe recently updated their uh, Creative Cloud apps so that for the first time they're going to use like the, they're going to leverage the GPU mm-hmm. to uh, make certain like uh, things compute faster because you're using GPU power, not just all CPU. Right. Um, and so if they can couple that, like using the GPU and then also using metal to make it like, you know, eight times better than what it used to be, mm-hmm. I feel like the, the creative cloud apps could be, you know, really like they could benefit a lot from this. Yeah, I can see that. So that, that's kind of nice. And, uh, when's this come out this fall, right? Yeah. I, I think that I'm going to run the beta. Is it out now? The beta is out. Um, I haven't installed it yet because we were going to record and I didn't want to, you know, 
break uh, your install it and then like yeah we'll break something and then like now skype doesn't work or call recorder doesn't work or, you should or just install on your macbook uh so i actually returned my macbook wait what <laughs> All, all, of them. all three of them? Yeah, or all but four it, of them? it actually, it's, it's kind of related or unrelated, but like, um, I'm really glad that I did. Why? Uh, because I, I'm moving soon and I'm buying, I'm looking at furniture and stuff and like that stuff is not cheap. And so I would much rather have that money go towards furniture, uh-huh. um, than like the, the laptop. So no MacBook. Yeah. Okay. But, and I mean, also related to that is that they announced some iPad improvements, which we can talk about a little, little bit. And, yep. um, that actually makes me happy that I so I returned my MacBook as well. All right, so then let's move on to iOS nine. Okay, doesn't have a, a flashy name. No, um, but they announced some. I mean, it's the same kind of thing, right? They're announcing some new features, but a right. lot of stuff will be kind of like under the hood. And they announced like some stuff specifically for the iPad. Um, the new stand, news app. Oh, oh, and the new keyboard, right? Yeah, yeah. And the, uh, oh, I guess the big one we can talk about. So they, I mean, I've actually did install, um, iOS 9 beta on my iPad mm-hmm. just now. So I, I was playing around with it for about half an hour. Okay. Um, so far, I mean, there's a couple of bugs here and there. Obviously it's, it's the first beta, but, um, I really like it. Is it, uh, I know when there's a divider, the vertical divider is there. Yeah. Is it, is it like pretty big or easy to like hit as a target? The divi- oh, the divider. Um, so I, I mean, I think that I'm not an expert in like how to use that yet. Um, like, so I guess I, I actually just rewatched some of the keynote. And so like that, I didn't know you had to tap the divider again to get back into the, uh, like, so you can use both apps at the same time. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, so I mean, I think it'll t- it's a little bit of a learning curve. Like now you can swipe from the right and then like swipe back down to like switch which app that is. And, and so, um, I'm not used to doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does seem like it would be very useful. Yeah. And um I did some of the, like the I was watching the keynote and then I actually was able to do like the picture in picture video. Oh yeah, how is it already works with apps? Uh it worked in Safari. So I was using Safari to watch the keynote video. Uh I don't know if it works for like Netflix. I haven't tried that. And so it's so this feature they announced is like picture in picture video basically. Yeah, so like if you're watching a video full screen or or, or you know it doesn't have to be full screen. Um and say I guess the way that it worked, the way that I invoked it is, um, in the video player. So the iOS default video player, you know, there's like a button for like sub- potential subtitles and there's right. a, right, there's a, there's a button for full screen. Mm-hmm. So there's a button that like has a little arrow that goes down into a box. Uh huh. Um, and so you hit that and then, and just pops it into like a, like a picture in picture mode. And so you can resize the picture. You can't make it that big, but you can make it big enough. So there's like a smaller size and like a bigger size, and then you can just like move it all over the screen. So it's, you know, if you want to touch a button, then it's blocking, you just like fling it over to the other side of the screen and then hit the button. Right. Um, it worked really well because like for me, especially like sometimes I watch like Netflix or HBO go on my iPad. Mm-hmm. And then say if my phone's like on the desk and I'm lying down in bed and someone like messages me or emails me and I want to check something, it's just such a pain to like have to. Uh, I want to I want to read that email or I want to see this and then you have to like it automatically pauses the video and then you have to go back to the video app and then it needs to maybe buffer again and like it's it's really a, a pain right so um if you can just picture in picture it and then like kind of do two things at once uh that's really cool yeah the picture in picture just stays even when you're not in the app right like even in a home screen yep yep 
That's so awesome. you can pretty much multitask and do whatever you want in the picture in pictures. I mean, picture, to be honest, when I first heard picture in picture, it like reminded me of like TVs from the nineties. And I was like, this is like, seems so weird, like uh-huh. so dated. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it really is a nice feature. Okay. Um, what else? And then the keyboard for the iPad, right? Yeah. That's also really cool. You used it? Yeah. So, um, what they did was, uh, if you want to like move the cursor around, uh, you can, uh, tap on the keyboard with two fingers. Mm-hmm. And so if you put two fingers down on the keyboard and then you move it really quickly, um, then you can, like, the cursor will just move all over the place and you can kind of like use it as like a trackpad. Right. And then place the cursor wherever you want. It's way more accurate or like way quicker and easier than like the current system of like having to put your finger down and hold it and then like the little over magnifying the glass. actual place. Right. Yeah. And then the magnifying glass comes up and then like sometimes it's like, it's really weird. So this is way easier. And then like, if you, at least, at least in my experience, if you hold the two fingers down and you hold it without moving it for like, I don't know, a second, mm-hmm. it'll select. And then you can kind of drag your finger around to highlight. Okay. Gotcha. So there's like a quick way to move and then there's a quick way to highlight. And that's actually pretty convenient. And then there's like dedicated cut, copy, paste buttons. Yeah. So I tried those a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, they do work. But one weird thing is, so like the button is like right on top of the, um, like the top edge of the keyboard. Right. But when you hit it, um, like the option to cut, cut, copy, or paste, some, for some reason comes up at the top of the screen. Right. So you'd think that like it would just pop up, like pop something up right next to where you, the button that you just hit. Yeah. But it's not. <laughs> like it, it's like really far away. Oh, that's weird. Which seems weird. So I don't know if that's like something that they just haven't refined yet. Yeah. But, seems um, like it. Yeah. Yeah. So the iPad Air 2 is the only one that gets the, the multitasking, right? Like the full-blown multitasking. Yeah. So you can uh, like swipe from the right and you'll get um, like a, a different app. Uh-huh. And then, um, yeah. And then you can use both. Like I think it's like a 30%, 70% split. By default. By default. And then you can move it to 50-50. And then, um, so I tried that a little again, like I'm not used to using it, but like, I think it's really useful. It's like really nice. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those features that like, you know, obviously the surface kind of pioneered like that 30, 70 split and then like the, uh, 50, 50, um, being able to like kind of dock two apps. And like, I think it's, it's, I mean, I liked it on the surface and, uh, you know, having it on the iPads, it's nice. Nice. I'll have to, I'll have to try it. I'm actually pretty excited about that. So you don't need the MacBook anymore. Yeah, I mean, so I, the reason why I decided to return it was because I went uh, to California for that week, right? And I actually brought both, my MacBook and my iPad. And every single time, I just took my iPad out. Like, I just did not want to use my MacBook. Because <laughs> it was just so much more convenient and like just like easier for me to just use my iPad. Yeah. Um, and so after like going on a trip for a week where I feel like I would use the MacBook a lot... Um, and having not used it for a week, then I, I kind of was like, well, when am I, when am I going to use it? Right. Yeah. That's so, true. um, yeah. Um, and then, and then, you know, so these ex- improvements, like it really does feel like a new device. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. Like the keyboard is better. Like this multitasking. Um, yeah. I mean, there's all that stuff is like actually really cool. Uh, and, and I feel like you can be way more productive with it. Yeah. So, I mean, for most people, I don't know that it'll still, like, it won't replace, a, like, a laptop. Right. 
But for someone like me that already loved it, like, I think that, I, you know. It's become, like, way more useful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. Nice. Um, what other iOS 9 announcements were there? There was that proactive thing. Oh, yeah. So this this kind of reminded me of, like, what Google has going, right? Yeah, Google Now. Uh, people are building it as, like, the uh, Apple's answer to Google Now. Okay. What do you think? I mean, I think it's, like... Uh, I don't know. It's definitely not as good as Google Now, but right. it's it's probably what you would expect Apple to do in response to Google Now. Like it's it wasn't surprising, like it didn't wow me with what it could do. It's like that kind of stuff is what I would want it to do. Like reading an email and adding an event to a calendar, um it like notifying you when you should leave because of traffic, like you know, taking into account traffic. Um right. like having a little bit of like context like contextual awareness of like what's going on right um like remind me of this later when you're in a message and then you know it can remind you and take you to that like part of the conversation right um i mean that that kind of stuff is like stuff that i guess was if i didn't see it like the week before done better in like google io yeah then it maybe would have been a little cooler but this just seems like you know they're doing what they have to to kind of keep pace but it's nothing like uh that forward thinking yeah it's definitely uh several steps behind google now yeah but um i i, I do i like that it's out like that you know at least they're on the board kind of right like they're taking a stab at it and so like it'll only get better from here i agree with you like i, I wasn't super impressed but i think that it will get better i mean yeah some of the examples they gave were like uh, let's say you exercise every you know morning at a certain time then you pop in your headphones and it knows, oh, it must be like nine o'clock. He put in headphones. He wants to exercise. So it'll have like the playlist that I guess you play a lot when you run loaded. Right. And then you can just play it. Or, you know, if you call someone regularly a certain time, it can like suggest that person to call or, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's all stuff that I feel like Google does, but, you know, they made a point of, emphasizing how they don't collect or use really any of this information other than what they need to like deliver the actual service to you. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, that's definitely a good point. And so they, they took a couple of jabs at Google and, and, you know, privacy and how Apple is a champion of privacy and, you know, some other companies sell your data, um, to advertise it, advertisers and stuff like that. Right. Right. Um, I, I mean, I have a couple of thoughts on that that maybe we can discuss in another time. Mm hmm. But um, I wonder, like, so clearly, like, the, the two companies are, are very different, right? Like, complete opposites of the spectrum, right? Right. So I wonder if this, if, like, Proactive is not as good as Google Now because it's just too early. You know, it's like an early iteration. And so, you know, obviously, it kind of like maps, right? Like, it can't be as good as the incumbent on the first try, right? Right, right. Or is it because that Apple just doesn't have the same information that Google does, and so it can't you know, it can guess or it can, you know, do a couple of things. So that's what I'm probably the most curious about, right? Like, is this ever going to get really good or is it never going to get good? Because like, as a company, you know, from their, their perspective, like they're just not going to capture this type of information. And so, you know, their suggestions can only go so, you know, can only get so good. It like can't know as much about you just right. because they restrict themselves from collecting the information. I see what you're saying. Right. So I don't know. Right. I mean, that's the big thing for me. Like if, if it's just like, you know, yeah, we have enough information and we keep it private and it'll get good, um, just give us some time, then then I'm all for it, right? But if there's something about like, 
um, you know, something that Apple is not willing to do and they're not willing to collect this information and so it can never get that good, like then then I think they might have some problems. Right, right, right. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. But you might be right. I, I hope it's just that, you know, it's their first stab at it and they'll just get better. Yeah. The other thing that I thought was pretty cool was the ability to deep link. Oh, in Siri. Yeah. So they basically um, made Spotlight in Siri, you know, like a little bit more um, more smart and like you can search, there's like a search API. Um, it's funny because when, when the, was it Craig Federighi? Uh-huh. When he was talking about it, he's like, and we have an API yeah, for search, yeah. right? And you're like, yeah. he's like, oh, good. I almost forgot to say that, right? Like right, everyone, right. it's like, oh, Siri API? Like for search. <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, uh, okay. Um, but I mean, I still think it's pretty cool. Like being able to um, use Spotlight to search within an app and then like go directly to that thing in the app, I think can save a lot of time. Yeah, and then clicking back or whatever takes you back to your like Siri query, not like the like the search. Right, query. right, right. Not not the same app, right? Right. Um, so if you can get in and out of apps and only to the part of the app that you want to get to without having to like do a bunch of loading and then like tapping in within the app, like I think that's really um, convenient. Um, so like one of the things that Google Now does uh, that they announced last week or however long ago I/O was was um, like app cards so like when you open google now you can have like an uber card right um i think that i really think that's the future right so you have these apps right but um like you don't need to launch the the uber app to be like oh i want to get a car right like if it can if your phone is context aware enough to know that like oh he's not home and it's like i don't know midnight maybe he needs a cab right and you go into like this general like you know proactive or google now interface mm-hmm. and it has everything you know, like you know people you might want to call and then like a card for a, like a like you know you basically have access to every single app you want at that time and only the portions of the app that you want right right right, right. um i think that's like the future right so like if you can i mean again this is not quite to that level but if you can kind of search for it through spotlight and it's really quick and you can get to just the portion of the app um that you want that, that's like kind of cool yeah no i think so too um, hmm. what else about iOS? What else did they? Oh, maps. Oh yeah. Maps, uh, transit, right? Yeah. I thought the cool thing that they did was taking into account like the different entrances. Yeah. Yes. Cause that's a huge thing. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, for those of you that don't know, like they basically like, so they announced public transit finally. Um, for several cities, I think maybe like 10 cities or something like that, right? Yeah, like a 200 in China or something. <laughs> yeah. I wonder though, like some of those Chinese cities must be really small. It's like, well, like there's one, one train station yeah, and it's yeah. like, all right, we got you covered, right? <laughs> like, um, but so they finally have public transit, which is actually the reason why I can't use Apple Maps. I've actually been tempted to kind of switch from Google Maps to Apple Maps. Um, but in, I live in Manhattan and like, you know, most of my transportation is public transit. So if you don't even know where the stations are, like it's really useless to me. Um, so they, they not only have those directions in the, in the maps app now, but like they modeled the individual stations that are underground. So if you like zoom into like Union Square station, you can kind of see how big it is from like, you know, above ground. Right. right? And then they designate like they, they mark off where all the di- different entrances are for the station. Which is like huge because like, I mean, the station can be like say Union Square and there's stations that there's entrances on 16th Street, there's entrances on 14th Street, there's entrances like on, you know, 
Broadway and there's entrances. There's all over the place, right? Um, I've actually run into this problem on Google Maps a lot, where the station will be called like I don't know, like Fifty Third and Sixth Street. Or I don't know that's actually not a station, but like uh, <laughs> you know, like that's halal guys, Twenty Third and Sixth, right? But the station, the entrance is not on that block, right? Or it's you know, it's like one avenue away or or one block away, right? Right, right, right. And then I'll be like looking for it, and I'll be like, well. There's no entrance here, like, and I have to like look, like, walk around aimlessly until I find one, right? So it's really nice that they actually have it marked. Yeah, no, I think so too. I think that's that's really huge. Um, so you're gonna switch? I'm definitely going to try. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't have, I didn't install the beta on my phone, and that's typically what I use when I want directions. I don't right, have my right. iPad around, so um, I don't know. Like, I, I can't have impressions, you know, now, but um, but I, I'm gonna try. How about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, having not needing like public transit as much um, and then driving more. I've been using, I've stopped using Google Maps, but I'm using Waze, which is still owned by Google. Right. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll probably give, I, I mean, I've used it. Sometimes, you know, some of the apps that I use, like uh, like Yelp or like Gas Buddy or something, they'll just link to Apple Maps when you want directions. So if that if it does it, then I'll, I'll use it. And I've noticed that you know it's been pretty good. Um, but you know, unless it like defaults to using Apple Maps, I'll probably use like Waze or something otherwise. But I think you know when I'm in the city, I'll definitely give give Transit a try. Okay, sounds good. And then the next story is uh, the new news app. Oh yeah. What do you um, think? I mean, I don't really care. This this wasn't like. I mean, for me, I still go to like each individual website. Um, Wait, so you so use Safari? I use Safari. And you just have them bookmarked? Uh, no, I just like, I just remember the ones that I, I like to read every day and then I go to them and then, you know, huh. maybe sometimes I'll forget like a website, but then. You don't use RSS? No, no, I used to until Google Reader stopped. Oh, I still use RSS. Yeah, no, I, I, just, I stopped getting in the habit of it. Yeah, so I switched over to Feedly, which I think is like probably the biggest. Uh, alternative, I guess, now that Google, Google Reader's gone. And then I still use, uh, Reader, R-E-E-D-E-R. Right. Which right, I, right. I love. Um, so I use it all the time, but I was actually kind of interested in Newsstand. Oh, not Newsstand, News. Sorry. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, well, so everyone's kind of billing it as like Flipboard. Apple's take on Flipboard, yeah. right? Um, first of all, I guess it's replacing Newsstand, and I think this is like a billion times better than Newsstand. Um, because it's just one app and it's like kind of like, it's like a flipboard competitor, right? So it's curated a little or so, quote unquote, you know, I guess that's going to learn. Um, I traditionally like reader because it's like mainly text based with a couple of pictures. So I'm not sure if I'm going to like this, but I, I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. So, I mean, this has like, it maintains the style of the like publication, but it's very, it's kind of like, you know, it reminds me of some of those, like, uh, the newer web, like, reviews or websites uh, that right, you right, go right. to. The, with the parallax scrolling. But yeah, where you scroll and it'll scroll through a picture instead of, right, like, right, scrolling right. through the actual page. Do you like that? Um, not, it's okay. <laughs> okay. But, uh, I think it would be more, like, I would accept it more in, like, that news app versus, like, just a regular website. Yeah. Yeah, when I first saw that, I really liked it. And like now I'm kind of like, it, it's, I sometimes still do like it, but like sometimes I think it's too much. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I thought they showed off some pretty cool things, like you know, uh, like really nice pictures, or like you can do like little animations here and there. Um, so I think that like it kind of reminded me. I, I forget what Facebook calls it, but they have those like instant loading news articles. Oh right, right, yeah. Um, so I feel like this is kind of like where news is going, right? Um, where you have like this dedicated app and like you have these custom stories that are like formatted correctly for that device and it looks really nice and it loads really fast. Um, and you don't have to rely on like, um, like HTML. Right. Uh, so I, I mean, I, from that perspective alone, I think it could be kind of nice. Like I, I think that if I can kind of find some interesting stories to read here and it looks really nice, um, I'll give it a shot. Wait, so I don't understand. With like Newsstand, they actually had like, different apps or different like each magazine or something had its own app right so like let's say you're a subscriber of a magazine right Mm -hmm. like what's gonna happen now i don't know i mean they saw they said that like you get 20 free articles a day from the new york times oh so maybe just like log in with your credentials yeah but like Uh uh-huh I mean, are there a lot of people that read more than 20 articles from the New York Times every day? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I thought you get like 10 articles a I month. I thought it was 10 I, a month. Yeah. Yeah. But they said today you get 20 per day. Well, that's great. So like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know either. They're going to like, that's kind of strange, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Like if you, if like you subscribe to a magazine that was a pay magazine, I don't do any of that stuff on Newsstand. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure how that works. Like it maybe you, some, uh, articles you need to like still pay for. Yeah. And like log in to get access to and other ones are free, like New York Times or, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just curious because, you know, sometimes I find those like cheap magazine subscriptions and then yeah. I'll, I'll subscribe and then it comes with, you know, online access. Oh, so, so do you have stuff on Houston? Yeah, I did. Huh. Um, but yeah, I'm just curious now what's going to happen. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. Okay. The next thing is, uh, Watch OS 2.0? Yeah, that's so fast. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, it's stuff that I feel like, you know, we, like you had wished had happened. Yeah. You know, from the beginning. And it's, it's, I feel like, you know, the natural next step is, you know, less reliance on the phone, like you originally said, you know, Mm -hmm. um, having apps native on the, on the watch, being able to do more when you're not tethered to the phone. Um, all that kind of stuff I feel like is, is, you know, like, and then giving, like giving developers access to some of the complications. Right. So that's cool. I think that'd be really nice. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I feel like this is what, you know, watch OS one should have been. Right. So it's more like watch OS 1.5. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But I mean, that said, like when they announced it, um, yeah, some of that stuff, like, I think like the photo watch face and like the time-lapse watch face, I think they announced it when they first announced the watch and then it kind of went missing in mm-hmm. watch os one yeah so some of it probably was delayed yeah um but that said like having had the watch for what like a little over a month now a month and a half now um to finally like get like watch os 2 so quickly like I, i'm very pleased with like the pace that, that they're going yeah yeah they're iterating and then the support for the apps i think will be or, like is there yeah, there's like the time travel feature, which is kind of neat. I'm just worried that the digital crown. So time travel, basically, when you're looking at your watch, like from the watch face, you can just scroll the digital crown, right? Right. And then it'll like go forward in time and give you like what the weather forecast will be, like what appointment you have at that time, 
um, right. stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just how easy is it to like scroll? Because I feel like I'll always be like in time travel mode. Because I feel like I always accidentally kind of like, <laughs> oh. scroll the digital crown a little bit. Oh, um, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I also wonder like it is really neat to go back and forth um, in time, and it's kind of like something that the Pebble Time does too. But um, like if you really want to see what the weather is going to be like in an hour, is scrolling forward an hour really the best thing to you know like? There's got to be a better way to tell you like what the forecast is, right? Like open the weather app or, or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how useful it will be, but it's kind of like a neat feature. Mm-hmm. Flux um, capacitor not included. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did they announce anything else for the what native apps? I guess right. Um. Yeah, native apps. Uh, I think third-party watch complications is probably like the the nicest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have enough like friends to put on that little like, like right, right, right. clock screen or whatever. Ten, ten is more than enough for me right now, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you have the ability, I guess, to put multiple pages of friends. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, but now I think the biggest thing is the the developers have access to like the watch now. Yeah. Okay. The next topic is uh, something that I think you want to talk about: HomeKit. Yeah, I mean, HomeKit I definitely want to talk about, but I feel like it's more relevant to you right now because I'm already invested, so whatever happens is going to happen. But uh, you're just like, you're ready to go. You're moving to a new place. You want to buy some stuff, and you want to know if it's going to work with your phone and with HomeKit. Right. So um, I was kind of sold. I want to buy a Nest thermostat. Uh huh. And so I need two of them, so I was going to buy two Nests. And then um, I think like a week, a week ago, they released like the first HomeKit devices. Yeah, and, one of uh, like the Ecobee or Echo. Right. Or so one of them right? is the Ecobee three. Yeah. Um, and that's HomeKit compatible. So I was like, oh wait, like that's interesting. Like maybe, uh, maybe I should get that one instead. So I, I think that's like the wire cutters uh, runner up. The Nest being the the recommendation. Right. Um, but if the Ecobee has HomeKit support, the Nest obviously is now owned by Google. Um, who knows if it'll have HomeKit support? Like that kind of is uh, making me question whether I should get the Ecobee instead. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's uh, it's tough. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, they they're just so cagey on it. They're like, oh yeah, we have devices out now that support it, but they don't really, they didn't really talk about it. Um, oh oh oh, Apple, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so one of my friends, Dracket, actually was wondering the same thing, and so my my thoughts on that is that like. There's no need to spend time. I guess people were expecting them to spend time on the HomeKit app. But like, given that it's like a developer conference, right? Um, there's no need for them to spend time on the keynote on that, right? Like they can have HomeKit sessions throughout the week where people that are interested in learning about HomeKit can kind of like go there and learn like the nitty gritty on like how to build these apps and like, you know, how to do these things. Right. Um, I would expect. Since HomeKit, you know, is primarily like a consumer-facing thing that some people would want, mm-hmm. they would spend more time on this, um, like in September. Okay, yeah. See, my thought on that was kind of the same thing as like with why Siri wasn't on the Mac, is that oh, maybe so it was September. related to like the Apple TV announcement. Okay, and maybe they're gonna like delve more into it then because I figured right. that Siri would have, you know, the Apple TV was kind of. What the rumors had, like Siri or the Apple TV, is like your gateway to your home, right? Right. 
Um, well, so just, which it still is. Like, uh, so I think when they released HomeKit last week, um, they said that. So when the HomeKit devices are out and you use them, like the Apple TV is your gateway to the HomeKit devices. Your Apple TV being the current Apple TV. Okay. Um, yeah. So obviously no new features, but like you'll still use that as the HomeKit device. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I feel like when the new Apple TV comes out, maybe they'll just talk about it more. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it kind of, yeah, you're just kind of in limbo here. So what does HomeKit give you? Like that gives me the ability to use Siri, I guess, right? So I can like say, hey, Siri, like make it colder and like the thermostat will adjust down automatically. I think basically, yeah, you get like, you get the hooks into Siri. But is that all? I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess I can program it like so for the Nest, right? Uh huh. Um, can you adjust my Nest when I'm like at work and I'm like, oh, I forgot to turn the air conditioner off. Like, and then like, because I'm connected to the internet, can I, uh, turn my Nest at home off yeah. using like the Nest app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do that without any. You can just do that within the Nest app. So you just can't use Siri. You just yeah wouldn't be able to like tell Siri like oh turn off my Nest. Huh. Is, I mean, or I feel like you know this the same API would let you you know know that you're not home and then maybe HomeKit would let you would just turn off your you know your thermostat. Well, so I mean, is the thing is there like a security benefit here then like. Um, I, I know like I was listening to some podcasts and they were talking about how like HomeKit is secure and that like because you're interfacing with the hub and then the hub is interfacing with the uh, device, mm-hmm. um, maybe it's like less hackable or something like that. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe it's more important when not like right now. If you now. have like smart locks. Yeah. Right? Like and, if you have locks you... or cameras or something. Right. Versus just like, you know, window shades or lights or something. Right. Um, I guess so. Yeah, I don't know too much about that. But you know, you can definitely control everything, you know, in each app. But I think maybe HomeKit will also integrate things into like one app. Like you can just click on HomeKit and then control your thermostat, control your lights, control like everything versus going into like the Nest app or the Wemo app, the Philips Hue app. I mean, I think for me, actually, the Siri thing would be nice because if you have a watch Uh um, and I I don't have to have my phone with me to have the app. Right. So I can just say, like, hey, Siri, like, make it colder. Oh, yeah, and then HomeKit is built into the new watch. Into the watch, right? right? So I think that is actually, like, more important because, like, I always have my watch on me most of the time. Um, So then I can just say, like, you know, turn the light on and, like, um, I don't need to have the app and then open the, you know, have my phone, open the app, turn the light on, right? Yeah, yeah. So so that would be nice. Um, And the other thing I was thinking about was possibly Philips Hue lights. Mm, They're pricey, but they're nice. But they said they are going to be compatible with HomeKit this fall, right? I f- okay, so the rumor that I read is that you're going to need a new um, hub? hub, yeah. But the lights will be okay. So, so do you have a hub right now? Yeah. So if you buy the starter kit, it comes with a hub. So you need a new hub, you think? That's what people are. That's what like right. people are. Which that? I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Because if the hub can, can talk to HomeKit, then the lights can talk to the hub, which can then talk to HomeKit. Right. So um, it, it sounds reasonable. And you can actually use Philips Hue with like any kind of like Zigbee, um, like bridge, like the Staples Connect one or like, uh, like those are all compatible with each other. Like you can add like some of those GE lights, um, to your Philips Hue app. They'll just read as like lights. Oh, okay. So they're all kind of like intracompatible. So I mean, I feel like you wouldn't even need to buy like a Philips Hue hub. You could probably just buy like whatever 
new hub comes out that's compatible with that. With HomeKit? Yeah, with HomeKit and then that frequency that the lights use. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I guess that that might be something I wait on then. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be like 50 bucks, I feel like. If you if you buy now and then it's not compatible, then you'll right. have to pay in another okay, 50 bucks. Okay, that's not that bad. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, one more the, thing. One more thing. This, uh, Apple Music. This thing was so long. It was really bad. Um, well, the presentation I thought was really bad. I, I, I think the service actually I, I like. Yeah. But um, like Jimmy Iovine or whatever. <laughs> First, doesn't he sound like Christopher Walken? Yeah, he talks like his cadence is very weird. Like his, the cadence. I thought it talks. was Christopher Walken talking. I was like, well, who is this guy? Um, and then like when Drake came out, I thought Drake was like really nervous. Like he wasn't very good either. And, Drake was um, horrible. Yeah, but you'd think that these guys would like be very like used to this stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. I, I don't know. Did you see when when uh, like somebody in the audience laughed when Jimmy said something about like oh oh this it's is, three like, things three right? things like, right which yeah. is a reference to like the original iPhone right right right, right. internet communicator and yeah right, yeah right, right. but a, then a he thought there was like yeah. something wrong with a slide yeah he looked around he's <laughs> like oh yeah they say it right there and you're like yeah, no like, Jimmy like <laughs> he just totally didn't get it <laughs> I was just like oh man it's okay he's guy. a billionaire and we're not that's true. That's true. <laughs> Uh, yes, I mean, okay. So presentation I thought was, was long and, um, yeah, not, not so good. Okay. But, uh, what do you think about the service? I mean, I'm all in because, I mean, I'm, cur- I'm currently a, probably one of the few Beats music users. <laughs> You're keeping um, the lights on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm paying Jimmy's bills. Okay. And they're, they're bringing everything like that, even that intro part, like in Beats. Oh yeah, where, where you, you tap the bubbles. Your favorite artists, and there's yeah. like the little bubbles. They adapted yep. that. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like, and then it, it generates like the, the the hand curated playlists based on those artists that you like. You know, that was one of the most compelling features of me, uh, like that I enjoyed for beats. Mm-hmm. And that's that's already moved on to music. You have access to the whole iTunes catalog. So there's a, uh, I saw, I saw some questions about that. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, Joshua Topolsky was wondering. And so I guess he updated his story and he said, um, that is the goal. Okay. But they are not quite there yet. Okay. Uh, so they're still negotiating the, um, like the licenses. They do have Taylor Swift. So don't worry. You're set. Um, title, title is done. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they have titles. They have Taylor Swift, but, um, they, their goal is to have the entire iTunes catalog. They don't have the Beatles right now, for example. Um, yeah, I think that would be huge though. I mean, well, okay, I don't know. Like, to me, Spotify has everything I need to, Yeah. right? Yeah. So I don't know what I'm getting, I guess, the Beatles and, and Taylor Swift. But, like, so far, I haven't run into too many issues with Spotify as a free user being like, oh, they don't have that song, Like, but I really want to listen to it. I need to go somewhere else, right? Right, right. So I guess, you know, it, it sounds nice that you have the entire iTunes library and, like, maybe it's more complete, but, like, you know, most of them have like all the songs you're gonna to listen to anyway. Okay. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I think you know, but it's nice that the song selection will be you know robust. Sure. Um, they're doing some like twenty four seven radio station, which I don't really care about, but you know, yeah. it, it's there. So. That seems weird to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's what like they have three DJs in like L A, New York, and London. Yeah. I guess they're gonna go what like eight hours at a time. See, I feel like it would, okay, so, yeah, and so it's one station that, like, doesn't, it's not catered to genre, right? They just play whatever sounds good, right? Yeah. 
But that seems like it's not going to work, right? That's like the so like I saw some guys tweet saying like that's the exact opposite of like where music is headed, right? Where right, right. Everyone has all music available to them at all times, and they can just play on demand, right? Why would you want to listen to like a genre that you don't that you don't like? Yeah, right? see, to me, that's that's not like a compelling feature. But I think the, the other things that it does that Apple Music does, you know, are worth it. But I feel like what they should have done was just um like have like live or not even live but like kind of podcasts for music uh-huh right so like say some guy focused on hip-hop right and he records like his daily show right whether that's like four hours or i don't know right um and it's a hip-hop show and they'll just release it every day and you can just listen to it whenever you want to listen to it right and like but it'll change every day and so like it's still up to date it's like the hottest stuff like new brand yeah, new music like, like how long is everyone gonna listen is someone gonna listen to the radio right so like it, it can be time delayed right as long as you don't talk about like news and stuff like that right right, right. um but you can be like yeah I, you know, I heard this track and it's really awesome right like check it out and like you know someone in japan might listen to it 12 hours earlier than i will but i mean it doesn't really make that much of a difference but then you can have like each dj cater to their own kind of um like style of music that they like yeah. or that they know yeah and you can have like a hip-hop one and you can have like an edm one you can have like a pop one right right uh that's what i feel like would make more sense rather than like one radio station that's on 24 hours a day no i agree yeah i think that's that's a horrible idea i don't know we'll see what happens with it how long it lasts but i yeah. don't think i don't think it'll be there for very long yeah or if um, it is it'll be you know heavily revamped yeah but i mean i do i do like how the app looks uh, I like the artist pages and then, like, obviously everyone makes fun of like that connect feature, which is kind of like ping. Right, right. Um, but I feel like, I mean, it probably doesn't appeal to me because like I'm not a huge music fan. Uh huh. But if you were a huge music fan and like you really liked smaller artists and they like did a good job of like managing that social media aspect of it, mm-hmm. it could be cool, right? No, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, if they're like, hey, we're going on tour, or like, you know, here's a picture. It's kind of like following them on Facebook, but like it's in the app that you have on your phone, um, and they push you content, and then, you know, I think that could Yeah, be. they can like post like videos or like behind the scenes stuff. Right. And then for someone, yeah, who really like follows that artist, I think it's, it's pretty compelling. Um, I, oh, you know, you know, we talked about, or we just texted each other about whether or not we would be allowed to use Apple Music with Sonos. Yep. I think that we'll be able to now. I'm like you saw more... the tweet, right? Huh? You saw them tweet? No, I didn't. Oh, oh, what did you see? Well, just based on the announcement, I feel like it would be like playable with Sonos. Well, so how does it work now? Because okay, so one thing that I was wondering is like right now you can play songs off of your music, like your you know stuff from your music app right now, right? Yeah. Like, so if I create a playlist, I've actually haven't tried this yet, but like, if I create a playlist in my music app on my iPhone, uh huh, is that accessible by Sonos? Uh, yeah, if the playlist is like locally downloaded. Okay. So like if it's on like... your phone, it can't be like, uh, like I use iTunes Match. Okay. And then I have like all my playlists and all my music, but unless the playlist is downloaded and on my phone, it won't play. Hmm. So, I mean, that's what I feel like. I feel like this Apple Music is like analogous to like, um, I guess the the music app, right? They're gonna bake it into the music app, and so like whatever Sonos can currently do with the music app, I feel like it can probably do with Apple Music. Uh huh. Wait, so but, what 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 tweet did you see? Who tweeted? Uh, people were tweeting at Sonos, and Sonos was saying, 
we're not going to support it at launch, but um, we're very excited about the music service, and we're ready to work with Apple once Apple is ready, right? Interesting. So, so it's obviously not a problem, or at least from a PR perspective, they're saying it's not. You know, Sonos wants to work with Apple. I don't know that Apple wants to work with Sonos is the problem, right? Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, there's nothing to to make me say that they're not going to work with Sonos, but like, I mean, they clearly haven't been appro- Sonos hasn't been approached yet, right? Yeah, I just feel like with you know they're releasing this app for Android, right? Oh, so that's what you think? Yeah, and they're releasing like the an updated iTunes with the same ability for for Windows for Windows. So it's just like it seems like they want to get this into the hands of as many people as possible. Yeah. No. I so that's a, so. Uh, Mike and I bought more Sonos players this past week. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I found a guy in New York who was selling five Sonos Play ones uh, for a pretty good deal. Pretty good and price. So, yeah. yeah. So we uh, decided to to buy them, and then we were going to split them. So now I'm all in. Like I have like you know. Multiple Sonos devices. Obviously, you already had multiple Sonos devices. So that was like a big deal to me. Like, I, I want to use Apple Music if possible, right? Especially if it, you know, has all these features. Yeah. Um, but if it doesn't work on my Sonos system, it's kind of like a deal breaker. I'm going to be really sad if it doesn't work. Yeah. Because like, I, I'm about to like move into the new apartment and like wire it up, like have a Sonos in every room and like I'm listening to more music and I really like being able to like have whole house audio. Yeah. I wouldn't pay $10 a month for something that I can't even listen to at home, right? Like I only listen to on my phone or like on my computer. Um, then I would just use Spotify, I think. No, yeah, that's true. So what do you think about the pricing? Let's talk about the pricing. So it's $9.99 a month, right? There was rumors that they were going to try to undercut Spotify and go with $8 a month, but the labels pushed back. So it's just standard, same pricing. I think that if they went, if they were able to hit $8 a month, I mean, there is a three month free trial, which is pretty, pretty nice. I think that like a lot of people are going to sign up at least, right? Cause you have three months for free. If they were able to hit $8 a month, I think Spotify would have been in trouble. Yeah. I mean, granted, Spotify has like the free tier and then you, you can't beat free. Most people probably like I use free, right? Like I don't care about the ads. Um, but there are rumors that. Apple is kind of trying to flex its muscle to get the labels to uh, do away with Spotify's free tier. Right. So if they were able to do that and Spotify didn't have free, um, then Spotify would be in huge trouble, I think. But as is, I think they're they're still okay. Yeah, I think I think Spotify will be all right for now. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy that they brought over the Beats like fifteen dollar family tier. Wait. So what was the was the Beats thing? Five six dollars, or I mean six people too. Uh, five people. Five people. Okay, so it's I six think. people now, right? I think it was like because uh, it was tied to like AT and T, so it was like however many lines you could have. So I think it was five. Right. So I wonder how they do. Do you think it's going to tie into family sharing? It could, because they have so they have a nine ninety nine per month for individual, and then fourteen ninety nine per month for you and up to five other people. Yeah, so that's right? like six people. But do you think that like I can just say, hey, we're the same family, and then we just share, and we pay two dollars a month, and we're on like the family plan, or do you think you need to like have? I don't, I don't know how strict they're going to be. Yeah, I don't not know that, either. Not that I would ever do that because that's illegal. <laughs> um, we're practically family. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, I don't know either. That's that's. But that's I a mean, good question. yeah. So for me, 
I guess I could do the fourteen ninety. So I mean, I think I could do the fourteen ninety nine plan. I don't think my dad listens to that much music, but uh, my sister and brother in law might. Yeah. Right, and you know maybe even like my brother in law's brother and like his wife might. And you know we we have enough people. Um, that it's probably worth it to just get in on the the fifteen dollar plan, right? And if it has the entire iTunes catalog, like they actually have some some children's songs for my nieces and stuff like that, so that that would be nice for your nieces. Yeah, and for me. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, Frozen was pretty good. Well, yeah. Well, Moy's not here. Oh yeah, we forgot. <laughs> That's true. Moy's not here again <laughs> yeah. this week. She's busy with real life again. Yeah. So hopefully next next week. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely give it a shot. I think the Sonos thing is the one deal breaker potentially for me. Like, if I wire my whole home and I can't use it, that's, I don't know. I'm more optimistic than before the announcement, but you've made me sad again. <laughs> I, well, I don't know why they wouldn't approach Sonos, right? I mean, yeah, because the Beat service works with Sonos, so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So we'll see. All right. Um, anything else for this week? Nope, I think that's it. I mean, the Apple Music starts June 30th, right? Apple Music starts June 30th. When does iOS come out? Like in the fall? Well, it's going to... Uh, oh, iOS 9? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. They said in the fall, I think. And um, then they're doing a then... public beta for the first time in July. Like before you had to be a developer or like know someone who's a developer or pay someone. Right. Dragon actually linked something to me that said that they're not doing a check anymore. Oh, really? But... um. But you still need the link to get the. Like, yeah, it's the not images, hard to get right? the file, right? Like you yeah. can get the file. The harder part is getting on the registry so that like your device, once you update it, it doesn't say like you know please register this device, right? Right, right. Um, but I'm not sure if that's true or not, because uh, I haven't heard that otherwise. Like Dracket sent me like some guy's tweet that said like, oh, it's nice. They're not checking the uh, the registration anymore. But I, I read something about a nine to five Mac that said something about that being related to apps and not like necessarily the OS. So I'm not sure. Well, I'm not going to chance it. No, not any of your devices? Uh, I kind of want to try my Air 2. The iPad? Yeah. Are you registered already? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, we can discuss that later. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Um, you can follow us at For the Podcast on Twitter. Um, there's a support link at ForThePodcast.com where if you buy something through the link, um, we get a little kickback. And... Uh, uh, I forget our endings. I've been messing up the endings the past few weeks. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. So next week, we'll hopefully be back for full force. We have uh, E3 coming up. Oh, yeah. So, oh, are you, so are you excited about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am. Oh, so do you get to go to the keynotes too? I don't think it includes the keynotes unless okay. I stand in that like that line for the okay. Microsoft Fan Fest. Right. Then I can get into the Microsoft one. No, E3 is fun. I, I went once like uh, three years ago or so. Yeah, we went to the Zelda concert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah was, <laughs> E3 was fun. What about the Zelda concert? <laughs> no, no, E3 was fun. It was a good time. You got um, to see Zelda Williams. I did get to see, that's true. But E3 was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, are the lines really long? To play I didn't games? play very many games. What did you do? Like, uh, I mean, I just walked around and, like, there's some of the smaller games that you can just walk in, up to and play, but, like, the big, like, they had, like, a, you know, like the Call of Duty games or, like, yeah. uh, I forget what games were out. Um, back then but um yeah i mean those you had to probably wait in line for like an hour and i just didn't want to do it yeah um so it was enough for you to, like for me to just like go in and like see like the demos and like you know kind of check them out and like ask questions and 
and like walk around and, and see all the different exhibits. But um, I didn't feel like waiting in line for over an hour just to like play five minutes of like a, a game that I'm I'd probably be terrible at. Yeah, is there cool swag? There was. Um, they gave out some cool, uh, some cool stuff. There was like a collector's thing from Disney when I went. They're kind of like you know when you go to Disneyland, you get like the Mickey Mouse ears. Yeah. Um, but they were like, uh, well, there's, there was like another character, like uh, Oslo or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, I remember Oswald. Oh Oswald, yeah, 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 right. And so I think those sold for like a good amount on eBay, which I, I mean I just gave mine to my niece. But like, if you hunt around, like those were actually like the hot item to get when I was there. Um, so I waited for like I don't know thirty minutes, and I got those one morning, um, and gave it to my niece. Did you go all three days? I think so. At least two days. Yeah. I'm excited. Maybe I'll cool. periscope for the first time. Yeah, yeah, you should do it. You and Jess both going? Yeah. Is Moy going to be there or? I don't think so. Oh, yeah, she doesn't. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it next week. Cool. Wait, what, what is it? Uh, the 12th to the. F- no. The 14th? It's Tuesday to Thursday, next Tuesday to Thursday. Oh, okay, cool. 16th to the 18th. All right, enjoy. All right, thanks, Jason. Okay. See you next week. Bye. Bye.